All right, and hello to an extra StatCast edition. We've just got a mock draft here for you. I'm going to go through what I've got quickly. It's quite possible by the time this pod even comes out, teams are going to trade. It's possible, very likely, in fact, that a lot of these picks are going to be traded. There are some that I'm going to keep my eye on. I'm going to tell you that this is the kind of one that maybe something's going to happen here. This team probably isn't going to pick here. But regardless, I think this is not only a good mock draft, it's also a pretty good, I don't know, watch these guys during the draft. These are people who might be taken. So let's say I'll get right into the first pick. So the Timberwolves, we know that they've been looking at a lot of guys. We've gotten reports in the last couple of days that they've narrowed it down to Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. And some have said that Edwards is over by a hair. We know they've liked what they've seen in workouts. And Edwards has been mocked to them for pretty much the whole time. Most people think he's the best player in the draft, at least he's the best potential in this draft. And so I have the Timberwolves taking Anthony Edwards here. Next is the Warriors. And so this is a Warriors team, which we think is going to be terrific next year. Even They don't have to have the number two overall pick in the draft. That's still going to help them. Uh, they need a rim-running center. That's the one thing they haven't had. We know Steve Kerr likes those guys a lot. Bob Myers, their general manager, likes those guys a lot. We've seen what they've done with just like tall centers who they want to. They want to put Draymond to the four for the regular season so he doesn't have to, you know, take on that much of a pounding. And also because he's got to sit sometimes. So here we've got them taking James Wiseman. Uh, Edwards and Wiseman are the two they've said they've loved in workouts. The Warriors have been sending a lot of weird signals out the entire time, but I had them taking James Wiseman here. Next, the Hornets. So Anyeka Okongwu uh, is the second best big man in the draft, according to some. Some might even say he's the best in the draft, the most polished at the very least. He's better in the half court than James Wiseman is. And well, Wise, they both have different skill sets. Uh, Wiseman is a dunk everything kind of guy. Okongwu is a little bit better of a passer, better decision maker. He fits a little better in a half court offense, even though Wiseman runs for him as well. But the Hornets are looking for a center here to pair with PJ Washington. They need some good defense in the post. And so the mellow ball is slipping. And I've got the Charlotte Hornets taking on Yaka Congo here at third. Next, Lamella Ball doesn't slip too far. Most people project he's going to go into the top three. Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN, he's projected a lot that he's going to go number one in the draft, but I don't think that's what we get this year. I think he doesn't have a great fit with any team. Chicago, that's a decent fit, but they are kind of already have a point guard in Kobe White. But at the same time, the talent's too much to pass up. He's the kind of guy who, if his shot develops, you can play him at any position, one through three, really. He's six seven. He can pass to anywhere on the court. And so I think the mellow ball just makes so much sense to take you for the Bulls. And honestly, they have been trying to trade up for the number one picks, presumably to take the mellow ball. So even though they've got Kobe White, it looks like the mellow ball, if he falls this far, would be their future at point guard. Next is the Cavs. Many people have said that they've narrowed it down to two guys, Danny Avdia and Obi Toppin. I think Avdia is more talented. I think he's a better chance to succeed in the NBA. He's much younger. The Cavs don't need to compete right now, and so there's no need for someone like Obi Toppin. So Denny of Dia, who's a small forward out of Israel, Turkish father, Israeli mother, and has been playing decently well in the EuroLeague. He's been playing much better in the Israel League, but it's a little tough to tell. But it looks like his shot is going to develop. He's always been a bad free throw shooter, though. And so people are a little worried about that. He looks like a fluid enough athlete so that we shouldn't have to worry about it. But so I've got the Cavs taking of Dia here. 
The Hawks are an interesting team. This is a team pick that probably gets traded. I would be a little surprised if you see the Hawks picking here on draft night. But regardless, I have them taking Isaac Okoro here. The two most likely players are Okoro and Vassell for this spot. But even though Vassell is a much better shooter, the Hawks absolutely need defense. And Vassell is a decent defender. Okoro is a lockdown guy. That's a, And he can drive to the rim. Uh, we know they took DeAndre Hunter last year over some guys like Jared Culver. Okoro, scarily, could be a little like Culver. But many people have said that he's one of the most talented guys in this draft at getting to the rim. He's a big, strong guy. And so he makes sense because you need a good defender. If I don't know, Trey Young, probably the worst defender in the NBA, is your starting point guard. Uh, and you just hope the shot develops. Next, the Pistons. They're a team that's also been trying to trade up to take LaMelo Ball. Uh, I think Tyrese Halliburton is the guy that they take right here. He's a good fit for them. They need a guy who's going to calm down their offense, make things work. Maybe Luke Kennard is a little better if he's got someone like Tyrese Halliburton who's going to get in the ball instead of Derrick Rose. And so I think we see uh, Halliburton go here. Regardless, I think they take a point guard, whether it's Halliburton, Killian Hayes, or maybe even if they're lucky, LaMelo Ball. Next is the Knicks. Obi Toppin is from New York City, and I think he's a really good fit here, even though they have a glut of power forwards. Toppin could be a four, could be a five in the NBA. He, The issue is his defense. He can't really hang on with other fours and with fives. He's maybe not strong enough yet to bang with them. He's a little old too, but he's so such a talent offensively. He'd be a great guy to really get R.J. Barrett finally feeling like in motion because the pick and rolls that they could have together would be great. New York needs a legitimate point guard, but maybe that's what they get this offseason, whether it's in Russell Westbrook or someone else in free agency. And so Ty- I think Obi Toppin makes a lot of sense to them here, giving them an instant spark of offense. The Wizards, their guy has kind of been on Yeko Okonglu. So we don't really know what they're going to do here. Devin Bissell is still on the board, and I think that's a decent pick for them. But I have them going in a different direction. I have them taking Kira Lewis Jr., who I haven't been as high on him as other people have during this draft process, but I think he's a good fit in that John Wall is not going to be good again. We all know this. And so Kira Lewis Jr., he's the kind of guy, he's super fast. He's the kind of exciting guy who Bradley Beal would actually love to play with and love to help along. And he's a spark plug to that offense. Uh, They need that as much as they can get it. And while it's great, like, oh, yeah, everyone needs more wings. And so Vassell could be a guy there. I don't know. He doesn't create for you. He kind of just stands in the corner or on the side, plays good defense. And so Kira Lewis Jr. is a more fun player, but also I think a guy that the Wizards can actually dream on as opposed to Vassell, who like might is probably going to be pretty serviceable, might have a Trevor Reza-like career. You don't, I don't know, you're not so excited getting a guy like that in the top 10, but Kira Lewis Jr. has the potential to be one of the best five guys in this draft. Next, the Suns. I have them taking Killian Hayes. We know they just traded for Chris Paul, but Killian Hayes is the kind of guy who could form an incredible backcourt with uh, Devin Booker because Hayes plays good defense and both Killian Hayes and Devin Booker are famously lefties. And so that could be a lot of fun in a backcourt. We don't know if that's what we're actually going to see. Like, we don't know if that actually fits perfectly. But regardless, he's the kind of guy who Chris Paul is a really good guy to take him under his wing. We know how well SGA did in OKC this year with Chris Paul uh, teaching him along. And so Killian Hayes, I think, makes a lot of sense to the Suns. He doesn't have to play that much this year. He needs a little bit more seasoning. He's one of the youngest guys in this draft coming over from France. But I think he'll be a great fit for the Suns. 
Next, the Spurs have them taking Devin Vassell, which is kind of what you expect for the Spurs, getting a guy who's going to be a good role player from the very beginning. He's going to be a great shooter from the very beginning, shot over 40% on threes last year. And the Spurs really need shooting. When DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge have been your best players for God knows how long, you need people who are actually shooting the ball. And so Vassell and his, it looks like he's got a great shot. People say that he had bad form, like in a video, he claims that he was just playing around. Let's hope that's true. But Vassell and the Spurs would be a great fit. And he's a hard worker too. So he'd fit well with Pop. Next, the Kings. So Patrick Williams is this really talented player. He's the youngest American player in this draft. But at the same time, he's not really that... Oh, it's not that he's not skilled offensively. He's just raw. It's You're basically hoping you get something out of him, which you're not necessarily going to get. But at the same time, he's a really talented power forward. And it's quite possible that he can create, he can shoot, uh, he can defend... He's got extremely long arms, so you assume he's going to be able to defend fives, maybe be a really switchy guy. Jonathan Charks is a great piece on him in the ringer that you guys should check out. Uh, but Patrick Williams is a great fit for the Kings here, sliding. Some people think he might even go in the top five or six. I don't know if he goes quite that high. I know he's possibly for the Wizards at nine. But Williams to the Kings is, would be, for the first time in a while, a good Kings pick right here. Next... Pelicans, they need shooting, plain and simple. So Aaron Nesmith, who's probably the best shooter in this draft, is a terrific guy to go to them right here. And so it's not that surprising that they would get a guy like Nesmith. He goes well with J.J. Redick. They need a guy who's shooting so Zion Williams and Brandon Ingram don't get too, I don't know, entangled with each other. Obviously, Ingram can is great at catch and shoot, even though he's not that great off the dribble. But Nesmith is the kind of guy who gives you spacing whenever you need it, and that would be terrific for the Pelicans. 14, the Celtics, I have them taking Robert Woodard, classic Celtics guy, little undersized for a uh, big guy. He's 6'7", but he's got the longest arms you've ever seen. Uh, really good defender. Uh, it's interesting to see like how he comes along on offense, but I think that you know, it's your classic Celtics pick as a guy who might be something, might not be something, uh, and is an undersized center in the Daniel Tice, Grant Williams, and everybody else mold. Next, the Magic. I have them taking a fun guy. I have them taking Tyrell Terry. Uh, because, you know, the Magic, uh, when they draft, they have Markel Fultz. They didn't draft Markel Fultz. But Markel Fultz is a point guard who can't shoot. Tyrell Terry is a point guard who the main thing that he does is shooting. Uh, he's been rising up a lot of draft boards. Do not be surprised if you see him in the lottery. But if he slips to 15, I think the Magic have got to grab him right here. Uh he could be great for their future, specifically their future, because there's a lot of guys in this roster who they don't really need. And we know they have a tendency to draft like these tall, uh, athletic, raw big men. But someone like Tyrell Terry kind of nudges them, I think, in the right direction, gives them the shooting they need uh, if any of their big men do develop or to even help their big men develop. Next to the Rockets at 16, Desmond Bain is your absolutely classic Rockets pick. Um the person that he reminds me of the most, even though he's a guard, is P.J. Tucker, just because they're such hard workers, strong workers. They're good shooters. I think Desmond Bain is also the kind of guy who sent him to the corner. He's absolutely going to go there. He's a guy at a TCU. He's a, yeah, he's a hard worker is what he is, and he plays bigger than his size at about 6'4", 6'5", um, and we know, like, he looks kind of like Eric Gordon as far as size goes, kind of like PJ Tucker as far as size goes. And even if PJ Tucker gets traded this offseason, even if James Harden gets traded this offseason, 
Desmond Bain is the role player who will work with anybody, will fit with anybody, and at the very least makes a lot of sense on this Rockets team if it stays the way that it is right now and no one gets traded, which is highly unlikely, especially since they traded Robert Covington just last night. All right, the Wolves, this pick at 17, I think it gets traded. I think they try trading up in some sense because there's this is a weird spot for them because they don't need a guy like Anthony Edwards. It's almost like they want two uh, bites at the apple in like the four to 10 range. And so you might see them trade down with one, but trade up with 17. It'll be a little weird. But I have them taking Sadiq Bey here because he's a great shooter, Villanova guy. You can never have enough shooting. Good small forward. Uh, He works with any kind of team. I mean, that's exactly what you want from a guy you pick at 17 who can fit with whatever their team ends up being. But Anthony Edwards and Sadiq Bey is something great to get out of uh, this draft. Next, the Mavs. This pick is also very likely to be traded because Oklahoma City Thunder, many people have said, are in the market for someone for, for Alexei Pokusevsky specifically. And I know I have Mavs here and not Thunder here because the Mavs are the ones picking at 18, but that's a name you should keep your eye on. Even if the uh, they don't trade up to here, I think Pokusevsky would be great on the Mavs because, I mean, if there's a chance he gets thrown into the fire right away since Kristaps is hurt. But I mean, you sign a center in the offseason. You can probably, there are so many available big men that I don't think they need uh, to play Pokusevsky right away. I don't think he's ready to play right away. He could very easily uh, stay overseas for another year. The Mavs just stash him or the Thunder stash him. It's interesting to see what we get. We know the Thunder and the Mavs both have good G Leagues, so he would work well there too. He's terrifically talented guy. He might be the most, they might have the best, like, well, definitely the best handle for a seven-foot guy in this draft. The issue is we talked about in the last podcast He's also 195 pounds, so as well as he shoots, as well as he can play, as well as he can, I don't know, just get his way, move his way around the court, I don't know if he's going to be that terrific in the next three years, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, Bull Bull, no expected much out of him, and yet he was one of the bubble all-stars, so I think the earliest we see Pokusevsky play actual NBA basketball is near the end of this season, if not next the season after that but for either the Mavs or a team that trades up to here the Mavs would work but actually would work I think that's a good fit um next we've got the Nets the Nets obviously are very much in on trading for James Harden we don't know if that happens maybe it does maybe it doesn't but Josh Green if they don't get uh Harden Josh Green is a great fit for them just because he's a sweet shooting um shooting guard can play small forward too a uh, good enough defender out of Arizona. And like I've said for several picks, you, n- you can never get enough shooting. You can never get enough shooting here. And he's the kind of guy who's not going to need the ball to do well in an offense. And with KD and Kyrie and maybe also James Harden on that team, although I assume 19 gets traded if the Rockets uh, trade James Harden to the Nets, then I think he fits well. And also like on the Rockets, Josh Green, obviously, with a three-point shot like that would do well. So... We'll see what happens there. Next, the Heat. This is, this is I think, a classic example of the rich get richer because you heard me talk about RJ Hampton on the last podcast. RJ Hampton, if his shot is working, he might be rookie of the year. He could be an all-star in this league. He's a terrific creator. He's really good at scoring, in my opinion. He reminds me a lot of D'Angelo Russell, except Russell had a better shot. But if 
RJ Hampton has a shot as good as D'Angelo Russell, then he might be the best player in this draft right now. And, well, that's probably not true. We know D'Lo also took a while to get used to the NBA. And RJ Hampton was one of the worst players in the Australian Basketball League last year. But again, he was super young. And he can't really play defense right now. The Heat are a team. Obviously, yes, you need team buy-in. But also, like, I think the Heat are going to get everything they can out of RJ Hampton, if need be. And so that's the kind of guy we saw with Kendrick Nunn last year, that they can bring in a rookie who can score a bunch and he can win them a lot of games. He was finished second rookie of the year voting over Zion Williamson. RJ Hampton could be a guy in that mold, even if uh, he isn't. He's on a team like the Heat. He probably isn't a rookie of the year candidate, but regardless, I think he's going to be a lot of fun and a real steal for the Heat at 20. 21, another steal, Tyrese Maxey to the Sixers. So they need a good point guard. Uh, we saw that Ben Simmons worked a lot better at the four than he did at the one, which finally the team has admitted it. Uh, we don't know if they're going to hold on to Ben Simmons. It seems like Daryl Morey and co. want to see what they've got in him. Doc Rivers wants to see what they've got in the Simmons and Embiid pairing. We know it doesn't work, so not really sure why they're trying it, but they need guards. They need point guards. Harris Maxey was a really good point guard in a Kentucky team. He was a good college basketball player. I think he'll be a good NBA player, too. Sixers like good college basketball players, as we've seen in the past, although, again, this is a new front office. But I think he's a great fit here just because he's a guy you kind of expect to go in like the 10 to 15 range. And so him sliding like this, probably because of Tyrell Terry's upsurge, but Tyrese Max of the Sixers is a really good fit. And I mean, you've got him, um, you've got like, you've got some decent guards in that offense that you could, uh, Kentucky SMU backcourt. I don't know if Shake Milton is the perfect pairing alongside him, but regardless, you bring you have those guys on the court at all times. I think Tyrese Maxey can play really quickly. I'm a big fan of that. All right, next, the Nuggets. Uh, there's not a really legitimate need right now. Obviously, they could sign a wing. They could sign like a power forward in free agency, even if uh, they don't have that much space to do so. Was Murray and Jokic making so much money? But I think Jaden McDaniels is a good fit here. Um, West Coast guy. Obviously, the Nuggets aren't quite in the West Coast, but they're close enough. He's another guy in like the MPJ kind of like the MPJ kind of type, the bull bull kind of type where he isn't necessary right now. He could be kind of incredible in the future. He was one of the best guys in his uh, high school class. And so if he like put thing, puts things together over the next few years, I mean, I don't even know what is going on in the Nuggets front court by that time, but that's a lot of fun to see. Next is the Jazz. Uh, I have them taking Isaiah Stewart here. We all know Rudy Gobert is not long for Utah. Donovan Mitchell is not a big fan of him. Isaiah Stewart is a big center, sort of in the mold that Gobert is just a strong guy. Um, yeah, not the most gifted offensively, but defensively, if you want a big, stout, tall guy, Isaiah Stewart, I think, is the best kind of guy to pick right here. Next, Jalen Smith to the Pelicans. So he's coming out of Maryland. Uh, he was pretty good in college. What they really need is a guy who can play well alongside Zion. And I think that Jalen Smith is kind of a great fit for that because they need a rim runner, even though obviously Zion's going to run to the rim, but you can't just, you know, you can't do that all the time. Um, we Obviously, yes, Jalen Smith is a little bit similar to um, Jackson Hayes in the sense that both of those guys, what you want from them is ability to block shots, ability to 
shoot three-pointers. But I think Jalen Smith is just a little bit better than that, uh, than Jackson Hayes at, at that. And just, again, Jackson Hayes is really raw. Maybe he develops, maybe he doesn't. He's possibly trade baited something if you want to get some kind of piece. But I would not bet on Jackson Hayes being a sure thing, and Jalen Smith is a little bit more of a finished product than Hayes at the very least. Next, so Thunder, if they're picking here, I think Jamius Ramsey is a really good guy for them out of Texas Tech. He's a guy who has been flying up a lot of draft boards recently. Some guys still don't have him that high. Texas Tech, the staff there apparently is super high on the guy. They think Jared Culver was a top 10 pick last year out of Texas Tech. And Jamius Ramsey is getting talked in the same like lens of him. Obviously, yeah, Culver hasn't succeeded so far, but you never know what you get out of him. And so Ramsey is a great, hardworking player. He has room to grow offensively, but could actually get really, really good there. And having just traded both Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder, and I mean, Ricky Rubio is the kind of guy you have with SGA now, but Jamius Ramsey seems like a little bit better of a fit next to SGA. And maybe that's your backcourt of the future. You know, Casey. Next, I have the Celtics. They might trade all three of their picks in the first round to move up. They might trade them for a star. We don't know what's going to happen here. But I have them here taking Precious Achiyua. And <laughs> he's similar to the what I was talking about earlier in the Robert Woodard mold. Uh, they don't play quite the same style. But at the very least, like Achiyua is, once again, an undersized big man with a huge wingspan. He's Six, uh, he's six nine, wingspan of seven two. He could be a really good uh, defender in the future, and also score on a lot of levels. Um, he went was at Memphis with James Wiseman. Obviously, James Wiseman, as we all know, uh, did not play a lot there. Uh, Achiuwa actually did, and so even if he's just an energy guy, a guy like Montrez Harrell would kind of be really good for the Celtics to play like at the five when need be, uh, because. I don't know. They gotta do, they gotta do something to like bang with guys like Bam or like Giannis or Joel Embiid, and he, while he might not be able to score on them quite that easily, at the very least he's gonna give them trouble and open up the Celtics' offense a little bit. All right. The next, I have the Knicks taking Trey Jones. It's quite possible to take a point guard at eight. I have them taking Obi Toppin, but don't be surprised if they take Killian Hayes or Tyrese Halliburton there should they fall, but or even trade up to the Mellow Ball if need be, but. I think Trey Jones, if they don't take a point guard at eight, is a good fit for them. Um, kind of a classic Knicks player. He's a very hardworking um, college guy. I know a lot of people might want Cole Anthony in this spot. And I think that those guys, you, I don't know if you can interchange them. It's possible that even like Cole Anthony is the best fit, best fit right here. I don't have him going in the uh, first round of this draft, which, I mean, maybe you like it, maybe you don't like it. But... The fact that I'm even talking about him is kind of interesting. But yeah, Trey Jones and Cole Anthony were involved in one of the better college game basketball games this year, uh, Duke versus North Carolina. But Trey Jones, the calming effect on the offense, he's a Duke guy. RJ Barrett's a Duke guy. It's a good fit to have someone like Trey Jones and RJ Barrett and Obi Toppin together because Cole Anthony kind of wants to do things himself. And Trey Jones, you know, is going to allow other people to do stuff and just do what he needs to do. And so. He can shoot well enough that it's not going to be an issue. And R.J. Barrett needs, like, R.J. Barrett, I think, needs to be the alpha dog on this team. And getting someone like Obi Toppin and then someone like Trey Jones to uh, let R.J. cook, which the Knicks absolutely should do, 
is the best move for them. And that's why I have him taking Trey Jones here instead of like maybe the more popular Cole Anthony pick. Next, I have the Thunder. Uh, we've got a lot of picks in this draft. Uh, taking Devin Dotson, I guess only two since they may or may not trade up uh, for 18. But I have them taking Devin Dotson here. Another stab at a point guard. This guy's a little different. Sort of, I'm looking at the Dennis Schroeder role and wondering if they might try to fill that as well. Devin Dotson is one of the fastest guys ever recorded at the Combine. He was um, went to Kansas for all four years. He was a good scorer. He's a good point guard. He's not like, I don't know, a standout kind of guy. He's been rising on draft boards relatively recently, I would say. But I really liked him as a player. I thought he was a lot of fun on Kansas. And so, actually, sorry, he's not a senior. He's a sophomore. But he's a good player who I think can score a lot right away. And even if his three-point shot isn't quite falling, I think that He's a good fit. Uh, we saw what they did with three guards in that Thunder offense uh, with Schroeder, Chris Paul, and uh, SGA. And so getting guys like Jamius Ramsey, Devin Dotson, maybe Ricky Rubio, and obviously SGA, something out of there has got to be good. And so I'm intrigued to see what it is whenever we get it. Uh, next, I have the Raptors taking uh, Leandro Balmaro, who is not like, you know, everyone's favorite guy in this draft. Sometimes, uh, like, some people think that he's going to be super successful in this league. He's an incredible playmaker. He's so raw. His jump shot is not amazing. He's built a little interestingly. He's 6'7 with just a 6'8 wingspan. And so, so like Joe Ingles is a comp you get a little bit, but I like Joe Ingles' jump shot more. But... Regardless, this is, I don't know, the Raptors are going to lose Fred Van Vliet this year. Kyle Lowry is coming, a, uh, he's not quite the same guy he used to be, even though he did have a really successful year this year. And as insane as uh, his uh, bubble performance was, especially against the Celtics. But Leandro Balmar is sort of like planning for the future right here. And playmaking guy who's kind of tall and from across the pond is just, I think, a classic Raptors pick and fits well with, I think, the future direction of this team with Ogenanobi and Pascal Siakam and perhaps Giannis Antetokounmpo coming over in a couple of years. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for that because it's possible as much as uh, the Bucks are trying to do what they can to keep him. But I don't keep your eyes on it. You never know what's going to happen here. And then finally, the Celtics rounding out this draft. I have them taking Jordan Nwora here. I think he's he really showed during the the combine that he might be the best shooter in this draft. Uh, he was a guy that people were sort of like up and down on during his college career because you never really knew what you were going to get from him. But if his shot is as good as he showed during the combine, obviously, yes, that's in an empty gym. But Nwora is a perfect guy to get the Celtics hot in a hurry. We know they missed out on... Tyler Hero last year, and while Nora, I don't think is as dynamic a player as Tyler Hero is, he might be as good of a shooter as he is. That remains to be seen. All right, that's all thirty teams. Um, it was. I think we're gonna see. I don't know how many of those guys we see actually get taken in those slots. I'm intrigued to see uh, what happens, but we're gonna have a really fun podcast for you guys after the draft. 
and talking trades, talking what happened. I think it's going to be an insane night. And so we'll see you guys then.